ready to hear the word. Father, we love you, and I'm thankful, Lord, for every person that you have brought to us this morning. Lord, bless Christian as he brings the word, guide and direct him. May our ears and our hearts be open to hear and receive your word this morning. Jesus, may everything that we do be for you, for your glory, and the advancement of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Resurrection. Wasn't worship, like, really good this morning? That was super powerful. Cool. So, it's been a minute since I've been up here to preach, and I'm a little nervous about this morning, so bear with me as we go along. But I really believe that God uh, has something in store. And, and as I've been preparing for this word and preparing for today, um, I feel like, and, I, and I've, the Lord is, is about to do something in here. I think he is doing something. He is moving and he is speaking. But I think we're about to go to another level. And I think we're about to take it to another level. I think God is going to take us to another level. And his spirit is in here this morning. And, and I encourage you to, to just uh, zone in, tap into what God is doing, tap into what God is speaking into your life. And I believe this, this morning we're going to see a shift. And we're going to see a move of God in this place. And I really believe that. Um, if you go ahead and make your way to Mark chapter 5, uh, this morning we're going, to, we're going to talk about somebody in the Word who moved to Jesus while he was moving. We're going to talk about somebody who, who moved to God while he was moving. And we're going to start in... So Mark chapter 5, verses 21, and we're going to read through 29. If you're there, say, hey, yo. Cool. All right, starting in verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with them. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. So we see here uh, Jesus is moving. Um, he, this is part of his ministry. He's doing some work. He's, he's healing people. He's uh, delivering people from, from demon possession. He's doing a lot of work right now in this time. And this large crowd formed around him. And this big wig synagogue leader came up to him like, hey, heal my daughter. Uh, I need her healed. And so he's dealing with that. And then all of a sudden, we're introduced to this woman. We see this random woman sitting on the sidelines thinking about what she should do. We don't know her name. She's just commonly referred to as the woman with the issue of blood. And because of that, back in that day, 
she was considered unclean. Anything she touched became unclean and had to be cleaned. It was part of the, the Old Testament covenant. She was probably lonely. She was probably felt like an outcast or forgotten. She probably felt isolated. Maybe thoughts and, and feelings of worthlessness and hopelessness in her life as she dealt with this issue for 12 years. And so we're going to talk about her today. We're going to talk about her journey in this short little time. And, and the first thing that I, I want to point out and I want to talk about is that she purposed it inside herself that this healing from Jesus was the only answer for her situation. She purposed it inside her heart that this was it. She knew what she had to do. She had, she had gone through all of this, this pain, all this spending all her money on doctors that it wasn't working, and, and Mark says it grew worse. She was sick and poor, and, and I'm sure she felt like she was at the end of a rope, but she purposed it inside herself that this healing was what she needed to fix the situation. And even in the middle of all of that, all that pain, she became a woman of faith. The stories of Jesus and, and the people talking, maybe through the grapevine or maybe Facebook back then. I don't, did they have Facebook? I don't know. She, she heard these stories of Jesus. She heard these stories of healings and, and miraculous things that were happening and that Jesus was, was in that area and that he was doing these things. And she became a, a woman of faith. Pastor Billy talks about telling our God stories to people. She heard her own God story in that time. She heard about Jesus. She heard what was happening. And she knew what she had to do. She purposed it inside herself. And because of that faith, Jesus was willing to heal her. We see in, in verses 30 through 32... So he, she had just touched his cloak and was healed. And this is verse 30. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? Those guys cracked me up. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So because of her faith, Jesus was willing to heal her. Uh, there were tons of people around there. The disciples said, Jesus, dude, there's people all over you. They're touching. Stop. Like, there's everywhere. But he, but he knew there was, some, there was something different going on. And, and because of that faith, she was willing to he was willing to heal her. And a couple of points I, I want to talk about for a second here is that Jesus knew what was happening, and he was in complete control of the whole situation. He was fully man, but he was also fully God. So he knew this woman was coming this day to be healed. He ultimately could have healed her without her even touching him, obviously. He's God. But... I wonder when sometimes God wants to see us move or us move to him. Yeah, he can, he can ultimately heal 
and do all that he wants. But I wonder if he was if he was waiting to see what she would do. In James, in James 1, 2 through 4, it, it talks about going through trials and hardships and tribulations and and it talks about us going through things in life. But but one cool thing is that all throughout scripture we see this theme that God never left his people. He never leaves us, and he never forsakes us, he's never abandoned us. And in those moments, what is our response in the good times and the bad times? What is our response to him? What is, what is our response to his move? Secondly, she positioned herself to be healed. This woman took, took herself out of the safety of her own home. She, she removed herself from an environment that may have been comfortable or familiar to her. She moved herself from where she was to where Jesus was moving. And I'm sure it was scary. But she knew this is what had to be done. This is what had to happen. She had to move to the one who is healing. She made a decision to put herself in the best position to be healed. And this morning, I, I want to encourage you that, that we, we adjust to God's movement. When listening to God's voice or, or seeking his direction, we have to adjust our lives to him. Whether that's him speaking at work with your coworkers, maybe he's moving in the hearts of them and you adjust your heart to what he's doing and what he's moving in, in your work, or maybe it's your community. Whatever the case may be, me or myself, Pastor Matt and Brett in our, in our micro group, and we've been going through this book called Experiencing God, and, it, and it's talking about hearing the voice of the Lord and, and listening to him and seeking out what, what he's doing. And, and one of the lines is, is that we have to adjust our life to what he's doing. We have to adjust our thought process and our perspectives. And I got really hung up on that for a couple weeks. I got really hung up on that because I was thinking, well, well, what if God calls me overseas to be a missionary and, and I don't know if that's what I'm scared or whatever, and, and, or what if it's just something really small? Changing our perspective to God's perspective. It's not necessarily mean we have to go overseas to be a missionary, but if that's what God's calling you to, great. But what if it's a little bit in your backyard? What if it's here? What if it's your neighbors, your community? Adjusting our lives, adjusting our hearts and our perspective to what God is doing around us. And so I encourage you to ask yourself this week, where is God moving? In, in my personal life, my family, my friends, my community, where is God moving? How can I join him in that? How can I join God in what he wants, in his purposes, in his ways? And because, she, because this woman adjusted her life, she was no longer a bystander, but she was a participator. There were a lot of people surrounding Jesus. There was a large crowd. And I'm sure there were some people there who wanted to see, just, 
see Jesus do just cool things, right? Like every every viral video you see on Facebook now is just somebody recording something really cool. So back in that day, I'm sure there was there were some people who just wanted to see God do something cool. And what I love about this woman was her willingness to adjust to Jesus to be a participator in what he was doing. Not just to watch and stand back in the background, but to participate, to go out there, to move to Jesus, and to participate in what he was doing. And, and I love her willingness and her faith to come to him no matter what. And third, she was expectant of Jesus to do something. She was expecting something to happen. She was expecting this healing to happen. This woman walked into this crowd ready, prepared, and knew that she was going to be healed. She knew she was going to be healed that day. She was expecting it to happen. She even said to herself, if I just touch the edge of his clothes, I'm going to be healed. She knew it was going to happen that day. She was determined and she was ready for it to be healed that day. And at that time, at that time, she took Jesus at his word. At this time, he was doing a lot of stuff that made certain people upset. And he was really causing uproar with the religious leaders. And she ignored that. She, she, she pushed through that. She pushed through what, what people were saying about him, the bad things that they were saying about him. And she took the Lord at his word and what he was doing in that time. And took the truth of those stories to her heart. And it pushed her to action. She expected to be healed that day. And ultimately, this all boils down to this woman's faith and her vulnerability. This all boils down to her faith and her vulnerability to be healed that day. God was moving and Jesus was moving and, and she moved to him. Imagine, imagine how, how she must have felt walking into that crowd. What, what if the religious leaders of that day had seen her and knew the issue that she had? She's touching all these people, making all these people unclean. But she's in this crowd and she's pushing through. That took some guts. That took some real vulnerability for her to do that. And that's what it takes with a relationship with the Lord. It takes true faith and it takes true vulnerability to walk out in this relationship with God, to walk out in a relationship with community or people around you, your family, your friends, or your small group or your micro group. It takes vulnerability. And I wonder what she must have felt in that moment and, and how nervous she was. But she knew that she had to do it. And this morning, I think God is calling us to move. I think God is calling us to move in faith and, and vulnerability. I'm going to go ahead and ask uh, Pastor Matt and Zach to, to come up here. Um, I believe that God is moving in this place. And... And I believe that God is speaking to some people in this, in this room today. And, and I'm, I'm encouraging you to move. I'm encouraging you to move 
to God's moving. Adjust your hearts and your perspectives to what he's doing. This woman was, had an issue of blood. She had something that was ailing her. And she went and found healing. And there's people in this room today who are struggling with things. There's people that are struggling with depression or anxiety. Maybe they're struggling with, with fear or doubt. And, and I believe today, right now, that we can see healing. That we can see God move through this place. And maybe, maybe you're not struggling with that. Maybe you're okay. But maybe you know somebody who is. Maybe there is a coworker or a family member. Or somebody who's struggling in your life. Maybe today you can move to God and stand in the gap for them. And in a moment, we're going to pray. And I'm going to go ahead and if we get the prayer team to come up here, mom and dad. If you're on the prayer team, you could make your way up here. Or any elders that want to come pray. And we're going to have an opportunity to meet God here. To move to his moving. He's here. He's in this place. And he's speaking in our hearts. And I believe that we're right there. So I'm going to do something really quick that's going to be a little different. And I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not. I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable with me for a second. Everybody in this room, from the young to the old, the seasoned in Christ, the new believers, I don't care. Everybody in this room. If you are struggling with something that's ailing you and you need healing, or you're struggling with depression or anxiety or doubt about your faith or questions, Maybe you know somebody who is. I'm going to ask you right now, if that is you, to go ahead and raise your hand for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Thank you for being vulnerable with the Lord. And if you didn't raise your hand, but you know that you should have, I'm going to encourage you to make your way down here in a second. Move to God's moving in this place this morning. We're going to sing a song, and the name of it is called This is the Move. <laughs> Fitting. And I just want you to ask the Lord to move, to move in your heart to let this be an opportunity for that shift, that breakthrough, whatever's going on. God, I thank you for this morning. And I, I thank you that you're so good, God. And Father, I pray that this morning you would move in our hearts. 
that we would move to you, God. That we would purpose in our hearts that you're the answer. That we would determine in our lives that you're the answer, God. And then we would position ourselves in the best position to be healed. That we position ourselves in you, God. That we would position ourselves in your, in your path, in your moving, God. And that we would then expect it to happen. That we would expect the healing. So if you need prayer, I'm going to encourage you to come up here. We've got a whole line of people that are willing to pray with you. If you need prayer for yourself, for a friend, for a family, whatever, whatever it is, move to God's moving and expect him to do it this morning. I believe there can be a shift here this morning.